Well, John, we have, uh, I think we'd love to welcome back uh, one uh, a previous guest that we had that we mm. found very, very interesting. And um, she's back again this morning to tell us how she's getting on and uh, a little bit about, if I say it, uh, stunt work in movies and TV. And of course, it's Charlotte Carway. Charlotte, you're very welcome back this morning. Thank you for having me. The last time we were talking, Charlotte, we were talking about um, your work uh, with sailing and teaching sailing in Ogunlo. Are you still involved in that? Yes, I still teach sailing, but I don't do as much competitions anymore because I'm up and down to Dublin and Wicklow so often now. Yes, okay. So Dublin is, uh, you're in college, are you in in Dublin or are you in college in Limerick? I'm in college in Limerick, but I'm studying the stunt world in Dublin. Okay, so tell us the kind of things you're doing in terms of uh, the stunts that, that you're, first of all, that you're studying. So I'm studying in Victoria's Stage Combat in Dublin with Jay Cosgrave and I go up three times a week to study all sorts of weapons and armed combat, unarmed combat and how it all translates into film then. By golly, Jim. That's sounds. Did you ever wonder about uh, about the stunt operator, you know, um, how they, I mean, jumping off roofs and, and, and I don't know, do bones get broken? Uh, do muscles get damaged? I think do we have do we have injuries involved when doing stunt work? I think there is always that risk of injury, and people do get injured. But I think they they love their career enough that it doesn't really matter. And it's mostly bumps and bruises that people get. Yeah. But it does obviously sometimes go wrong, and people do get hurt. So essentially, uh, what, what I'm getting from you is that the stunt is not uh, just an extra in a film. They are critical, are they not? I mean, I'm thinking, for example, of the final scene in Smother on Sunday last. And Jim, did you see it? I did indeed, yeah, did the you? car and flipping the, over. The car flipping over. Now, that would be a stunt uh, type of operation, wouldn't it? Yes. What's yeah. the, the, the most difficult stunt that you have ever done so far? And by the way, we should tell our listeners that you're involved in, the, in various ways. You're involved with films like um, The Viking. Okay, um, and uh, I see from from a, a little CV which we got from you quietly uh, that uh, Netflix, Netflix Vikings Valhalla season one and two, yeah, uh, Disney you were made in twentieth century studio the last jewel. How about that? Okay. Yeah. And the kill loose sailing crew. What a difference, you know. I mean, by the way, you could have various stunts, couldn't you, in a sailing boat too? I think yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, what's the, what's what's the one that most uh, surprised you and challenged you uh, that you have done in the in the stunt world? So for me, I haven't worked as a stunt on film yet. I'm only a stunt trainee. Training, yeah. Um, and I'm hoping to try and get some work this year as a stunt on films. Yeah. But in my training, the probably the hardest thing I've done is I've been set on fire. Instead of, uh, are, are they listening to this down the gun law? How does that look, we'll say, to, to me or John sitting at home looking at some TV? What do we see? Um, for the fire I did, it was a full body burn. So basically, John Mulvey from Hank Stunts 
puts gels on you. He puts Nomex suits that the racing drivers would what? use. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, you see the racing drivers and they've got the, the race suits on. They're a thing called Nomex, which is a fire Nomex. Yeah, Nomex. Yeah. And it's a fireproof material. And they put that on you with a lot of fire gels and all this kind of stuff. And then they put an accelerant over your costume and they light up the accelerant. And then you will see a full body on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's frightening. Could you get damaged in that? Could you get hurt? I think it really is about your trust for the people around you that yeah. you know that I trust that John knows what he's doing. And obviously there is always risk in those kind of things, but it's yeah. the idea that you trust the lads around you and that you know that they're going to look after you. So I had John, who's obviously trained in all this, watching the whole thing, making sure it was all running smoothly. But I also had uh, Jay and two more people on fire extinguishers. So the moment I wanted to be out... I just dropped to the ground and they'd put me out if that was one second or 20 seconds. What about your face? What kind of protection do you have at at face level? So you have, they put gels all over your face and for the one I did, I wore a Nomex hood as well, but sometimes they don't. So that same gel would go the whole way through your hair and they just layer up this gel to protect your face. And then there's not really fire put around my face because it was my first burn. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for, for John or I watching uh, uh, the end product on TV, it would appear like that you have totally engulfed in fire. Yes. A real, a, almost a fatal type of uh, situation for a person. Yes, so you'd, like. you'd see a full person on fire kind of running around the place, moving around the place. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's fascinating. It is indeed. It is. So, I mean, there is a profession in this. Yes. I mean... Like, like I suppose, like most parents, I'm saying, is there money in it? Oh, there's, def- there's definitely <laughs> money in it. <laughs> is there, is there, yeah. yeah. And I mean, so you're, tr- apart from being in university, or you're also, as you said to Jim, you're uh, visiting Dublin, training centre in Dublin. And side by side with that, you're also getting extras, aren't you, in the, yes. in, in the film world itself. You know, Tell us about the extra world. How, how does that come about and what have you been doing there? Well, I obviously I've always been into acting and enjoying acting, but I I really loved film. But yeah. obviously this end of the country, there isn't film. And then one day there was this big thing that Matt Damon was going to come to Ireland and they had a massive open casting that thousands of people went to. Are you serious? Thousands? Thousands of people signed up for it. And I just got lucky enough to be picked as a maid for Matt Damon's household. And we were in there doing what's called stand-in work, which is where you kind of, you walk around and they set up the light and the camera and you do the actions that the actor would do. And then you leave and in comes the actor and they do their amazing job. Yes. Um, So I was doing that for just under a month. And then finally I got used in a scene. And the first AD, Raymond Kirk, turned around to me and he said, now you're going to be in a movie. And this was this was a blink and you miss me moment. Yeah. But I decided to use it as a lay my CV on the counter. So yeah. I, I started telling him all my training, all this kind of stuff, and that I really wanted to be an actor. He's an AD. That's an assistant director. An assistant director, sorry, yeah. yes. yes. Um, so he would be the director's right-hand man in, yes. in this situation. And the director would have been Ridley Scott. So he mm. was a big name. It was There was lots of nerves. And then the next day... Uh, everyone communicates through radios on a film set. And over the radios, it was, oh, can we have Charlotte, can we have Charlotte? And I got brought into this room, and instead of 50, 60 men setting up cameras and lights and all this kind of thing, there were two people in the room, and it was Ridley Scott and Jodie Comer. And I got used as a proper maid, and you can actually see me in the film. 
And at the very end, I went up to Raymond and I said, listen, I know what you did. So thank you so much for putting me in front of Ridley. Yeah. And he's, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, but send your CV into Vikings. Yes. And I said, okay. And I sent my CV into Vikings and then... This is the Vikings, the, you know, series we've been looking at for a number of years. Yes. Yeah. So it's, um, they have a spin-off now, Vikings Valhalla, which is set 100 years later. So I send my CV into that and I hear nothing back for ages. And then at the height of the second lockdown, I get called in. And some of the extras on set are like, what are you doing here? It's only people who've been on here since season one. They've been working on Vikings for the past eight, ten years. Yeah. Um, and I'm this new kid and nobody else is new and it's really weird. Um, and as I got to know people there, I got to myself become assistant director and I met some of the stunt guys and I was looking at what they did and I was like, I want to do that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so then that's, I started doing the training and then I went to Victorious and I started doing training and all of a sudden they set me on fire. So <laughs> if we were to actually be a fly on the wall, Jim and myself, with our cameras, looking at you in the training centre, for what would be typical what would we see so we normally start off kind of the same as any sport with warm-ups with um you know kind of uh, pulse razors all that kind of stuff stretches pulse razors so joe kind of getting your heart rate up warm enough for your your main phase of of, uh, of exercise yeah and then we practice a series of rolls and um kind of how to hit the floor safely um and then we will go, it really, really depends on the, on the day. There's no two days that are the same, but um, Jay will have a plan of what he wants to do, whether that be a choreographed routine of hand-to-hand fist fights or sword work. So we stay with the, the fist fight because sometimes I, I see that right hook coming, you know, in a, in a film. But I'm told that, that might necessarily mean a hit at all. Would that be so? So it depends on what kind of punch is being thrown. But yes, a lot of the punches are kind of what we call them cheated. So Cheaters. Cheated. Yeah. So it looks like I've just hit you to the camera. But yeah. in reality, I'm making that noise off my own chest and you're kind of moving away. Yeah. What else? Uh, I mean, we started at the full body burns, which is at the <laughs> top end. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Uh, I, what other types of um, of stunts do you have to train for or are, are you training for in Dublin? So I've trained in using nunchucks. Um, I've trained... What's num- what are nunchucks? You know the martial arts, they're kind of, how do you explain them, two, two sticks on a chain yeah. and you kind of spin them around oh. and you make yourself look all very martial artsy with them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, I've trained with those. I've trained with a rapier and dagger um, kind mm. of broadswords, all that kind of stuff is what I'm hoping to go into next. And then the unarmed stuff like that. So I haven't done too many wild things. I've done a few kind of small high falls, um, but I'm hoping to get into, I'm training in horse riding at the moment to hopefully bring that into my stunts later and uh, see where I go from there. Maybe some driving, following my dad's footsteps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I suppose from from your point of view, I mean, safety is the, is the first Presumably, it has to be your safety is the is the first um, thing you have to be concerned about. Yes. So I think a lot of people think stunts are these kind of crazy risk takers who are yeah. going to jump off the top of a building, but they're not kind of daredevils and risk takers. Like that risk has been calculated a hundred times. All the safety has been done for it. They've decided what kind of thing they need to hit, whether it be cardboard boxes or air mats or whatever. You know, they've done all the calculations they can do to make it as absolutely safe as possible and there'll be a whole safety team there and a, a team of stunts all looking out for each other. Yeah. 
So, and is it well paid? Yes. The stunt. I, I mean, I know that it's, it's not probably in anything like the actor or uh, actor payment. Uh, but what might a stunt, let's say, uh, a, a qualified stunt person earn in, in a day's work? So from what I understand, they get a baseline of maybe three or four hundred euro a day. A day. And then if they get featured, so, you know, if they're specifically fighting an actor or something, as far as I understand, they get extra on top of that. And if you get on set on fire, you get paid an agreed amount with the production, which can be up as far as even a thousand euro per take. Oh. So every time you're set on fire. <laughs> so if they decide they want three takes... It's a lot of money. <laughs> yes. By golly, it, it is, yeah. And I, I presume, John, that we'll say top-notch actors would be very careful in relation to doing their own stunts, that they wouldn't be allowed, or maybe their insurance company wouldn't allow them, uh, to do too many stunts themselves. Uh, does it vary with actors of, of whether they do their stunts or what stunts they do? I definitely think it varies on the person, what kind of background they have, all that kind of stuff, and also whether or not they want to do the stunts. So you have the likes of Tom Holland or Tom Cruise who really want to do their own stunts, and then you've maybe some of the others who, who wouldn't want to put themselves in harm's way. Yeah. Um, and obviously the more that the actor can do themselves, the better it looks for camera because you, know, you can see their face when they're yeah. having a fight or something like that, rather than the back of somebody's head who happens mm. to have the same colour hair. So the likes of Tom Holland, he would he plays Spider-Man and he does all his own flips, all this kind of stuff. So he gets used for his own stunts a lot. It is fascinating. World, yeah. It's the first time we've spoken to anybody involved in the stunt world. I mean, are you talking about hopefully having a career in stunt as against uh, acting uh, mainstream? I would like to do both. I'd like to be an actor who can do my own stunts and equally when there's not that job there in the acting to be trying to do stunts for maybe other people or mm. as something on Vikings or something like that as well. Yeah. I think um, Gabriel Byrne, you know, the uh, Irish actor. Yeah. He was asked uh, what, what being in the film world is like. Do you know? I mean, we have this... Uh, feeling, I suppose, as outsiders, there must be an exotic uh, atmosphere. But he said, pause there. Being in the film, he said, is like being trapped in a lift with strangers. <laughs> can, you, is there, can you hear that, see that resonating out of your experience? I think the film industry is definitely not all the glitz and glam that people think it is. Yeah. And there's a, a quote from Tom Hanks that said, if it was easy, then everybody would do it. Yes. It is definitely, you're up earlier than most people could dream of getting up. You're working in... For example? For example, I've had half four and half five calls on a set in the morning. In the morning. Yeah. And that requires getting to the set for that time. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it is definitely an early riser career. Um, you've got long hours. There could be night shoots. Um, you could be filming a scene that's meant to be set in the summer. Yes. And you're in you know, really light clothes and it's absolutely freezing cold outside. Yeah. Or you could be filming a scene for the winter and it could be 30 degrees outside and you're in seven or eight layers. Yeah. Both of which happened on Valhalla for me. Um, so it is, it's not all the glitz and glam you think it is. You're away from home a lot of the time, especially obviously for me, I would have to stay in hotels and stuff because opposite end of the country. Mm -hmm. um, and then... 
you know, you're, you're eating food on the run. You're kind of, there's no set lunchtime. You've just got to get through your day. But it really is, if it's something you enjoy, you won't think about it that way. Yeah. Um, and it is, you are stuck with strangers. You don't know these people, but very quickly you get to know these people because you're with them almost 24 hours a day for <laughs> however long your production is filming. So you get to know people very quickly and it is the most amazing career in the world. Are, they, are there tensions uh, in the, will we call it the set, you know, or the, um, when, let's say Vikings, uh, and you've been involved there. But we, we won't ask you to name names. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's like any career. Everyone has their, their moments and everything. And it definitely, I think particularly extras feel very hard done by. I think they think that they're the star of the show. And, and um, you know, there, there are people that would definitely be giving out, complaining, moaning the whole time. And that if you're on a long, wet, cold day and people are moaning, complaining, it definitely does get people's kind of emotions going and tensions going and but it's like any job like there's the dramas there's the ups and downs but I think mm. you are much more of a family I suppose than other jobs like I would call the stunts my family away from home because it's like having parents in the room sometimes you'll say something and they'll get just as protective as your own father would and you're going oh god <laughs> and, and finally Jim for me anyway yeah. you know okay the how where does the fitness your fitness come into play in this I mean uh, there's a lot of I get the I get the sense that there's a lot of physical uh, demand made on you as a stunt person. Do you have to watch uh, how fit you are, or is it can you get over that? Is that you're fit looking anyway, as it transpires? But do you I, know what I'm getting at. I do think it's definitely the fitter you are, the easier it's going to be for you because, like I said earlier, you're, you're throwing yourself at the floor, you're trying to throw your own body over itself, you're rolling. You're doing quite a lot of high heart raising strength and, and stuff like that. So I definitely think you'd need a good cardiovascular fitness more than anything else. So you'd need to be able to kind of because, you know, you do that fight once and you're out of breath and now you need to do it another 20 times. <laughs> yes, because yeah. it, that is definitely the difference between stage and film is stage. You get one shot at it and that is it. Yeah. Whereas film, it's that was brilliant. Now let's do it all again. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. it has to be the same. You have to have the same. So if you go into it you know, a hell for leather, ah, the first time. You've got to do that on the 20th time or the 40th time or however many times that particular director Without wants no to do difference. it. no difference. With no difference. So and do you get paid for each time you have to do it? So I think that's part of your day rate, from yeah. what I understand. Yeah. Looking at the the skills that, um, we'll say, you are studying, I see languages is part of it. I'm just looking, and, and it says on your CV here or on your syllabus, English... Irish, French and Japanese. That would all have been my leaving cert actually is when I did the languages. So I'm not very good at maths. So uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> I decided not to take the maths, applied maths, physics route. Yeah. And so mm. I kind of ended up doing a lot of languages. Um, and that's where they came in. Yeah. Um, it's not really through the acting training or anything like that. They were just mm. stuff I took interest in for the leaving cert. But I could, I could see them being useful. They could definitely be useful, yes. yes. <laughs> Yeah. As you, because you don't know where, we'll say, please God, when you get on the stunt, uh, we'll say, circuit, you don't know where you're going to end up. Yeah, and equally, from the acting point of view, being able to walk into a set and being able to say, yes, I can actually speak this language for my character. So if your character is French, I could go in and speak French. Yes. It definitely is helpful. And equally, when you go around and you do interviews after, after a film, it's always nice when you see the reaction of a a home or a place when the actor speaks their language yes. even if it's 
you know, one or two sentences, it really is wonderful for people to see somebody else bothering to be able to speak your language. So, yeah. very good. Can you imagine um, uh, have, walking a street with uh, Charlotte, Jim, knowing that if anybody does attack us, they're in for a bit of a surprise? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had to use your 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 uh, skills? Not really. Um, I, when I was younger, when I was in school, I was bullied quite a lot. And I look at some of these skills now and I go, damn, if I could have used that back then. <laughs> <laughs> Throw this fella upside down on the floor. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> um, but yes, never, thank, thank God, touch wood, just never have I had to use it in, in okay. real life. And yeah. obviously a lot of what we do isn't real anyway. So we were shown this is how it would actually happen, but this mm. is what you're going to do. But it could yeah. put off someone if they, if they saw you making shapes. Definitely, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, listen, making we, shapes, that's good. We have to come to, to an end at this point. Charlotte, listen, it's been great having you. Um, and please, God, when you leave the, the, the school for, for stunt uh, people and go into a work on the, we'd love to have you back we'd love to have you back anytime but um <laughs> to to come back and tell us you know how you're getting on and what the world is like out there yeah that'd be brilliant thank you so okay. much for having me yeah, you're welcome charlotte carraway uh stunt student <laughs> thank yeah. you very much for coming in thank you